This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Auburn Undercover YouTube channel. Nathan King here with Jason Caldwell. Jason, it's really starting to feel like fall camp now. It's starting to really heat up. You got the band practicing across campus. Everybody's starting to file back yeah, in. Yeah, full campus, traffic exactly. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a breeze. It's hot. There's yeah. no question about that. Yeah, starting to feel a little bit closer to football season. Yep, and the pads are coming on. The shells are coming on. Um, as the coordinators told us today, the second day, today was the second day um, with the pads on at practice. So that's what we're going to break down today um, is we talked to both the coordinators today, offensive coordinator Philip Montgomery and defensive coordinator Ron Roberts as they completed, I believe day, this was day four. Yep of fall camp. Um, starting to get into the nitty gritty here. Obviously, the first few days you're getting your feet wet. Now things are starting to ramp up a little bit. We know the quarterback reps are going to trim down. So I guess we'll start there. We'll start with Philip Montgomery and what we heard from him. Of course, a lot of the focus right now is going to be on the quarterback. Um, apart from him giving great details on yeah. each guy, um, he said, you know, what you'd expect heading into this first scrimmage. He said, I want to see somebody step up. I want to see somebody take control. We saw that last preseason. It was pretty clear after a scrimmage or two that TJ Finley had a much better grasp of the offense. We'll see if that starts to emerge from a guy like Peyton Thorne. We're going to find out a lot this week because this is when they want to start trimming down the reps. It is. And, yeah, you know, we saw that too. We saw it happen with TJ Finley last year, and he wound up not being the starter later in the year yep. too. So it, we, we, what we've learned already, whether it was Hugh Freeze, Phil Montgomery, I think it's going to be an ongoing process. This is absolutely a huge part of that this week to see – the progressions going into Saturday, into that scrimmage. We heard from Philip Montgomery, and we heard lots of positives about every quarterback. And I think that's the thing. I think I think they've seen a group that has improved. We've heard that. Uh, how much and how much does that show up in a scrimmage situation? That's now the next big thing for this group as they look to narrow it down to two. Yeah, I and mean, a couple of the big takeaways from each guy. We continue to hear about Peyton Thorne, his leadership ability, sort of parroting the exact things we heard from Hugh Freeze. Um, I thought it was a great quote from Philip Montgomery saying, hey, I've got to chase him out of the building. Yeah. Sometimes the same thing that Hugh Freeze says where he'll just get text messages and calls all the time because he's been studying a lot of tape. Obviously, that's a guy who wasn't here in the spring. So that's something you'd expect to see from a veteran quarterback who's coming in fall camp. Robbie Ashford, um, Phil Montgomery said he's thrown the ball better. That's been the biggest progression. Obviously, everybody knows how well he can run the ball. That's obviously the biggest thing for him because inaccuracy was something he struggled with a lot last season. And then the wild card of this whole thing is Holden Garner. Really talented passer. You go back to the previous staff. What did guys like Brian Harson? what did his yeah. teammates say? They said he throws the prettiest ball in that room. You're hearing those same sorts of things right now. And so I think, you know, most people assumed, oh, you know, they'll cut it down to Thorne and Ashford. I think Holden Garner is the guy, we'll, and we'll see what happens in this in this stadium here on Saturday. He's the guy who could maybe could maybe throw a wrench into this situation if he keeps progressing really well. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a, a three-person three battle. I think that's what we, we've seen going in. A lot of people say, oh, it's really just two. No, I think it's three. I think there's three yeah. people involved. And, you know, I thought it was interesting to hear each remark, whether it's Philip Montgomery talking about him throwing the football, whether it was Montgomery talking about Robbie Ashford, and the one thing he said was, look, he's improved throwing the football. That's what he needed to do. They've seen some of that. You know, and then obviously Peyton Thorne is going to be, okay, what does he show in a game-type situation? They saw the other two guys in the spring. They haven't seen that from Peyton Thorne here in this offense. Um, and so now 
all those variables go into what I think is a really big day on Saturday. Running backs, obviously still without Jarquez Hunter at the moment. We've got some confidence that, that he could return at some point this week. We'll see how that goes. We'll be at practice tomorrow as we record this on Monday. Be at practice on Tuesday. Um, but I thought the comments were interesting by Philip Montgomery saying, hey, we're kind of going by committee right now. Not necessarily a surprise when you don't have Hunter at the moment, but I think even once Jarquez Hunter re-enters the mix, which we expect him to do, they still have an opportunity to have a little bit more of a by-committee approach, and it's because of how well Demario Alston has done, and a guy like Jeremiah Cobb. He yeah. said he had a couple good runs at practice today. We continue to hear good things about him early in fall camp. Yeah, you know, Brian Batiste, the guy that we I think they know after after the spring what they've got in him, bringing him in from USF. He's got a lot of experience. He's played a ton of football. Demario Alston, very little bit. Jeremiah Cobb, none at all. So this has been big for them to get those extra reps, and not surprised to see Jeremiah Cobb being a guy that's made plays. That's just this is what he's always done, and so um, I think you look at this running back room, and it may be a blessing in disguise in the end that they're getting these quality reps and so many of them early in camp. If you get Jarquez back and get him rolling, then it, he's a guy that obviously has experience, has played, is there in the spring. So you start talking about kind of what what it does, it could really improve that room as a group heading into the season. Yeah, I mean, a guy like Jeremiah Cobb, like you, you know, said, I know he's been your guy for a few years now. You've been you've been watching him play for a long time. He's a guy who maybe wouldn't have had an opportunity to get sure. first team reps like he has been mm -hmm. the past couple days. You know, you know, yeah, splitting them with the other running backs if Jarquez Hunter had been available. Wide receivers, it's we continue to hear the same names that have been kind of buzzing not only throughout camp but all summer long. Um, we continue to have people tell us in different ways how good Caleb Burton is. It's, it's different ways of explaining what he's brought to the table. Philip Montgomery said he's another guy that you've got to chase out of the building. A fringe five-star recruit that was going to play, that was playing at Ohio State, yeah. obviously, is a guy who brings a ton of talent to the table. We've seen him slide in there at the first team, seen him work in the slot, seen him yep. work on the outside. So far, the impressions have been that he is a guy who could really impact the offense yeah, this year. I think what we've seen is is they're trying to figure out ways they can get him on the field. That's that's the first order of business. When you find a guy like that, you go, okay, can he play? Second of all, where all can he play? And if he's a guy that you can move around, then it doubles value. That's always been the key. Can you move a guy, play him different positions, and make a defense have to look for him? Because that's the key. And so Caleb Burton, I think, is a guy that can do that because you know he's. 5'11", he's not the biggest body guy, but he's big enough he can play outside. But I think he can play inside too, and, and you can move him outside, he can play him inside with, with Javarius Johnson inside. You can do a lot of different things, but you know, I, I think the wide receiver group, early takeaways, wide receiver group, O-line group are two groups that they feel like have, have gotten a lot better since they walked on the field in the spring. Yeah, Jay Fair continues to be a name that, that gets hurt a lot in the slot. Um, Montgomery saying he's playing a lot more comfortable in that position going from year one to year two. You mentioned the offensive line. Um, you know, I thought something that was important that was brought up by Philip Montgomery is seeing seeing a bright side or seeing, you know, looking at this positively of all the competitions. Obviously, I'm not saying it's negative, but he said a positive of this is that they can try to build that too deep. It's been yeah. a long time since Auburn has had 10 offensive linemen that they feel pretty confident about. In the two deep, I think they're in a pretty good spot to have that at the moment. Um, there's still competitions going at both guard spots. You wonder whether Connor Lou could work in one of their, right now it's it's Tate Johnson, the left guard, and, and Cam Stutz at right guard. Of course, Jeremiah Wright was a starter there in the spring. So those are the primary competitions right now. But I agree with Philip Montgomery that, you know, you're in a position now where these competitions, regardless of who ends up the winner, could bode pretty well for both depth this season and in the long term. Yeah, no, I think you look at it, you look at bringing in a guy like Jaden Muskrat, who got his play tackle, he's played guard. 
that gives you another, much the same way that Caleb Burton, if you can play inside and outside, same thing on the offensive line, it gives you added depth. And so normally guys will try to find eight offensive linemen, somebody that can play both tackle spots, somebody that can play both guard spots. But you think about a guy like Muskrat, he can play you know, tackle and guard. Obviously Cam Stutz can play both guard spots. Jeremiah Wright can play both guard spots. I think the addition has been the tackle spot. Can Dylan send a step up there? Garner Langlow, is that a guy that they can feel more comfortable about playing? A couple of those extra added spots, but I think there's been some valuable reps, and there's going to be more of those coming in the next couple of weeks. Flipping to the other line of scrimmage as we get into what we heard from Ron Roberts today, um, defensive line has been one that we've had our eye on, how they're going to move guys around there. We mentioned Keldrick Falk has moved from that jack outside pass rusher position to a true defensive end spot. And unsurprisingly, we know how talented he is. Um, Ron Roberts says he's a guy who can compete for that starting job. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, go, you got Marcus Harris there, a Wilkie Denod, another true freshman in there. Keldrick Falk's going to play. You're going to see big number 15 playing this season. And he looks unlike any other 15 you'll ever see in Auburn history. He's 6'6", 288 right now. Uh, he's going to get on the field. And so uh, that was one of those things that not really surprising to hear. Something else that wasn't surprising, Nathan, was the, the love for Jalen McLeod. We've heard about him. We've heard about him since he got on summer and how impressed he was in workouts. He's continued to do some of those things in preseason camp. And he mentioned too, unsurprisingly, something that Elijah McAllister mentioned at media days, more of a third down specialist, smaller guy, more of a twitchy kind of pass rusher. Um, that's something that Auburn hasn't had recently. They've had guys who have been, you know, kind of playing every down. Derek Hall and Ekuliota could stay on the field a lot. Speaking of Derek Hall the, and the importance of getting a good pass rush for this team, as you mentioned earlier today, the only sacks they're bringing back this season are from are from Marcus Harris and from is it Hayden Bryce? Hayden Bryce. That's that, the other sack. That, that's that's the three total sacks from yeah. defensive linemen uh, that returned from last year. So three: Marcus Harris with two, Hayden Bryce with one you lose everybody else from that, that front group. That's why it was valuable uh, and hugely important to bring in those guys. So, you know, Jalen McLeod, Steven Sings, um, how much can they add to Elijah McAllister at that position? What do you get from the other guys? And then the push up front, um, that's gonna ultimately determine, in my opinion, how good yeah. this defense can be. Yeah, for sure. It's a linebacker-driven defense, is, was the words yes. that Ron Roberts used. And that, that becomes an interesting competition. It is one so far that's been intriguing. Obviously, you have four or five players. When we talked to Josh Aldridge in the spring, he said, I want four or five guys that I'm gonna utilize like starters mm -hmm. every single game. Who are those guys going to be? You've got the two returning starters in Cam Riley and Wes Steiner. Um, Austin Keys, we've seen Larry Nixon, number 30, work in there. Um, Robert Woodyard is the guy that keeps coming on. Eugene Asante, maybe a little bit Absolutely. forgotten about. He got some praise today. Yeah, no, I, you know, I've been watching it. He's been kind of getting into the mix. And, you know, basically he, was a, he is the forgotten man. Yeah. We, we came in last year. He's a good recruit he, in high school. He's I think bigger. So, yeah. he, you can see a little bit more to his body. But we, we asked you know, Ron Roberts about him, look, like, he's a sudden guy. He's really athletic, he can run, not afraid of contact. He said he's gonna have a shot. And so you add a Eugene Asante to the mix and all of a sudden you look and there's some depth at that linebacker spot. Can you find a couple of guys that can step up and be playmakers? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I looked up what Ron Roberts told us in the spring. Hey, here's how many guys I have that are, that are willing, that are able to contribute right now that he feels confident. He actually gave the same number answer. He said 16 or 17. Yeah. So meaning he's they still got to get some they still have to get some guys step up in that two deep for him to feel confident. They will scrimmage inside Jordan Hare Stadium at 9:20 on Saturday morning. Jason, both Montgomery and Roberts, sort of similar outlooks for this scrimmage on Saturday. They just said they want to see both of their groups play more comfortable. 
tempo was a big word. Mm -hmm. That was a big focus today on day four of practice, particularly for Ron Roberts. He said, you know, we, we know the guys that look good in practice so far. Can they go out in a game setting and have that same kind of comfort level? Yeah, I think you look at it normally, having done this for a long time, scrimmage number one is, hey, effort. You got to see the effort. Who stands out? Who, who makes the extra effort plays? You know, no pre-snap mistakes on offense and defense. Those are always the killers. Can you do that? And that's usually a mental thing. And then, can you find a guy that makes plays? That that if you, you find those things in 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 scrimmage number one, if they come out of that, and go, hey, we did this, this, and this. I think you'll find some coaches that'll be pretty pleased. Yeah, and it also gives the uh, the youngsters an opportunity to go and continue to get more comfort, get their feet wet. Because like uh, like Ron Roberts says, he says, you know, I've seen it in flashes so far. But again, what does it look like in a game setting? Like you mentioned, playmakers, all those guys in the secondary, they've got some newcomers on the D-line. Are they going to take advantage of this opportunity yeah. to make some Because here's the thing. This is the ultimate first cut down. You think about yeah. it in terms of NFL, This the same thing happens in college. This is the first cut down scrimmage. The very guys that, that they feel like he is too far away, automatically yep. you're going to be start moving towards a scout team role down the line. So if you want to get in a playing rotation, you better show up Saturday. For sure. We're going to have coverage all week. Looking forward to Saturday's scrimmage. Um, we'll get the defensive assistant coaches later on in the week. I'm going to have a couple practice availabilities to see what happens with Jarquez Hunter. Continue to keep an eye on the quarterbacks. Should be a fun week. It's the first full week of practice, yep. obviously, because they started last week on Thursday. So be sure to check it out at auburnundercover.com. For Jason Caldwell, I'm Nathan King. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you all later. It was a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.